Today is June 30th. Welcome to Loving the Word. I am Reggie. It is great to be here with you today. We will be continuing in the book of 2 Samuel, and we're in chapter 13, verse 1 through verse 39 to begin with. David's son, Absalom, had a beautiful sister named Tamar. Some time after this, David's son Amnon fell in love with her. Amnon was so worked up that he made himself sick because of his sister Tamar. She was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for Amnon to do anything with her. Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, who was a son of David's brother Shimeah. Jonadab was a very clever man. Jonadab said to Amnon, Why do you, the king's son, look so tired every morning? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I am in love with Tamar, the sister of my brother Absalom. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be sick. Your father will come to see you. Then you are to say to him, Please, have my sister Tamar come and give me some food to eat. Have her prepare the food in my presence so that I can watch and eat it from her hand. So Amnon went to bed and pretended to be sick, and the king came to see him. Amnon said to the king, Please, have my sister Tamar come and make special flatbread while I am watching. She should make two of them and let me eat them from her hand. So David sent a message to Tamar's house. Please go to the house of your brother Amnon and make food for him. Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon where he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made the flatbread as he was watching, and baked the loaves. She took the pan and placed it before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Send everyone away from me. So everyone left. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom and let me eat from your hand. Tamar took the flatbread that she had made and brought it into the room to Amnon, her brother. She brought it to him so he could eat. He grabbed her and said to her, Come, lie down with me, my sister. She said to him, No, my brother, do not force me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do such a foolish thing. And I, how will I get rid of my shame? And you will be like one of the fools in Israel. Now please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. But he would not listen to her. He was stronger than she was, and he forced her to lie down with him. Then Amnon's hatred for her was even more intense than the love he had felt for her. Amnon said to her, Get up, get out. She said to him, There is no excuse for that. To send me away is a greater wrong than what you already did to me. But he was not willing to listen to her. He called the young man who was his servant and said, Send this woman outside away from me and bolt the door behind her. She was wearing a special long robe 
that covered her arms and legs. The virgin daughters of the king wore such robes. His servant put her outside and bolted the door after her. Tamar put ashes on her head and ripped the robe that she was wearing. She placed her hand on her head and she went away, weeping loudly as she walked. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? Now, my sister, do not say anything. He is your brother. Do not take this matter to heart. So Tamar, a devastated woman, stayed in the house of her brother Absalom. King David heard about all these things, and he was very angry. Absalom did not speak with Amnon at all, neither anything bad nor anything good. Absalom hated Amnon because he had raped Tamar, his sister. Two years passed. Absalom's sheep shearers were at Baal Hazar, which is near Ephraim. Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom also came to the king and said, Look, the sheep shearers are now at work for your servant. Will the king and his servants join your servant, please? The king said to Absalom, No, my son, not all of us will go. We do not want to be a burden to you. Absalom pressured him, but David was not willing to go, though he did give Absalom a blessing. So Absalom said, If not, can Amnon, my brother, join us, please? The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom kept pressuring him. So David sent Amnon and all the sons of the king with him. Absalom commanded his servants, Pay attention to me, and when Amnon is feeling good because of the wine, I will say to you, Strike Amnon. Then you are to kill him. Do not be afraid. I am the one who has given you the order. Be strong. Be brave. Absalom's servants did to Amnon exactly what Absalom had commanded. Then all the sons of the king got up, each of them got on his mule and fled. While they were on the way, news reached David. Absalom has killed all the king's sons. There is not one of them left. The king got up, ripped his clothing, and lay down on the ground. All his servants who were standing nearby also ripped their clothing. Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimea, responded, My lord, should not stay they have killed all the young men who are the sons of the king, for only Amnon is dead. This is what Absalom has been planning from the day Amnon raped Tamar, his sister. Now, my lord, the king should pay no attention to the report that says, All the king's sons are dead, because only Amnon is dead. Absalom fled. The young man who was serving as the watchman looked up and saw many people coming down the road west of him, along the side of the mountain. The watchman came and reported to the king, I see men on the Horonaim road along the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, Look, 
the king's sons have come. It is just as your servant said. When he was finished speaking, the king's sons arrived. They raised their voices and wept loudly. The king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. Absalom fled. He went to Talmai, son of Amihud, the king of Geshur. King David mourned every day because of his son. Absalom fled and went to Geshur. He stayed there for three years. King David longed to reach out to Absalom because he was no longer mourning for his deceased son Amnon. John chapter 17 After Jesus had spoken these things, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, so that your Son may glorify you. For you gave him authority over all flesh, so that he may give eternal life to all those you have given him. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I have glorified you on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me at your own side with the glory I had at your side before the world existed. I revealed your name to the men you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have held on to your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they received them. They learned the truth that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. All that is mine is yours, and what is yours is mine, and I am glorified in them. I am no longer going to be in the world, but they are still in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name, which you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept those you gave me safe in your name. I protected them, and not one of them was destroyed, except the son of destruction, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I am saying these things in the world so that they may be filled with my joy. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them, so they also may be sanctified by the truth. I am praying not only for them, but also for those who believe in me through their message, 
May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be one in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one. I in them, and you in me. May they become completely one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me, where I am, so that they may see my glory. The glory you gave me because you loved me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world did not know you, but I knew you, and these men knew that you sent me. I made your name known to them, and will continue to make it known, so that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I may be in them. Psalm 119 verses 81 through 96 My soul is worn out as I wait for your salvation. I wait confidently for your word. My eyes are worn out as I look for your sayings. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I am like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many days does your servant have? When will you inflict judgment on my persecutors? The arrogant dig pits for me. This is against your laws. All your commandments are trustworthy. The arrogant persecute me wrongfully. Help me. They almost put an end to me here on earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. Give me life according to your mercy, and I will obey the testimony from my, your mouth. To eternity, O Lord, your word is fixed firmly in the heavens. For generation after generation, your faithfulness remains. You established the earth, and it stands. As for your judgments, they stand to this day because all things are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. To eternity I will not forget your precepts, because by them you have given me life. I am yours. Save me, because I have sought your precepts. The wicked are lying and wait for me to kill me, but I will ponder your testimonies. I see a limit to all perfection, but your commandment has no limits. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 6 and 7. Through mercy and truth, guilt is atoned for, and through the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When the Lord is pleased with a man's ways, he causes even his enemies to live at peace with him.
This concludes our reading for today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you, God, that in your word we see how Jesus prays that we are one with you. That just as Jesus is one with you, God, that we would be one with you. He speaks so much of this oneness, Father, that it is through this oneness that that people will know that we belong to you, that we are not of this world, but we are of a heavenly kingdom, an eternal kingdom, and not an earthly kingdom. Father, right now we just pray that we would have this oneness with you, Holy Spirit. It is nothing that we can do on our own, but only through your grace and your mercy and your Spirit's enabling can we be one with you, God. So come, Holy Spirit. Help us to know this oneness that you speak of in your word, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining me on this adventure of a lifetime through the Bible in a year. It is a joy to spend this time with you each and every day. And I encourage you to share this podcast with a friend if it blesses you. And thank you so much once again for listening. That will wrap it up for today. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.